What is up? It's Kevin Borba here. I'm not doing this episode solo as Caden Jarvis is back and feeling better. I'm back. He's not sick or whatever was happening. There was a bug going around. There's a little bug. No, I didn't have corona. I didn't have the coronavirus. That's good. Yeah. That's good. That's At least I don't think so. You'll find out. We'll find out. Well, if we see you next week, you don't. <laughs> I hope I'm here. Me too. So, a lot has happened in sports, really. Um, there's a lot going on right now, mm-hmm. kind of. It's like... It's sports related, but not actual like not actual sports. Not sports. actual like game scores. Like game setting. Yeah. So we're gonna start off with talking about college football, the transfer, the new transfer rule that's being proposed by, I believe, is the ACC and the Big Ten. Mm-hmm. So this rule will allow college players of I think any sport to transfer to a school, and not have to sit out. Don't be don't be breaking stuff. I'm, I'm, you're always you're always breaking stuff. Don't touch that. <laughs> so this would allow them to transfer. To a school and not have to sit out one time. The next time they would transfer, they would obviously have to go with the the current rule where they sit out for a year unless mm-hmm. they're a grad transfer. Yeah. So what are your thoughts on this? Are you pro-new rule or anti? I'm anti-new rule. Are you? I'm anti-new rule because I don't, I don't like the idea of people just switching teams because they're not getting enough playing time. Work, work for your playing time. Right. I just, I'm kind of pro- but at the same time, I feel like there needs to be regulations. So I think a lot of the problems are going to stem from the fact that, like, say a player like, I think Derek King's a really good example, although he's a grad transfer. Like, say he wanted to transfer earlier to, like, a school that is one position away. Like, say he wanted to transfer to Michigan. Like, I feel like Michigan was a really good team that was just, like, they didn't have a good quarterback. Mm-hmm. So he goes to Michigan, and you good? I'm good. Okay. He goes to Michigan, and he, like, obviously is going to start over Shea Patterson. And then other guys go to Michigan to form a super team. So it's kind of like the NBA where Kevin Durant went to the Warriors. It's just going to turn out to be, like, free agency. It's going to be free agency. And, like, when we talked about the college football player or the college athletes in California being able to get paid yeah, when that bill was signed, um, a lot of the problems are going to come with, like, places like small schools are probably not going to get as many kids to go there. Because they already have the disadvantage of not having an elite program mm-hmm. and or an elite coach. But now say a school like Oregon, UCLA, USC, um, Texas, um, Florida, like all the, the big places. The Blue Bloods. The Blue Bloods. The Blue Bloods. Blue blood. um, they're going to have the ability to just transfer there. And I think schools like that are going to get a lot of the talent. Mm-hmm. I mean, but that's the way it's always going to be is people. They're going to have the most talent, but once you start being able to pay people, it's all going to turn into who has the most money, and right. it's going to turn into professional college sports. Well, I think another problem is what like this is a good opportunity for players like Tate Martell who transferred. Rip him. Rip his career. I know. he's Honestly, I feel like he should just switch to receiver at this point. The star of QB1. And then I, well, I feel like if he now stayed. That's like QB4. It's true. Yeah. But, like, I feel like because he, he's like the cover athlete for this. Him and Justin Fields are like the cover athlete for this, um, for this rule because uh, well Justin Fields had a had a, a waiver because mm-hmm. of a racism issue that happened at a Georgia baseball game. Yeah, a Georgia player called him the N word or something, oh. something like not acceptable. So he used that, which I mean that's a good reason. But like he he didn't transfer until the end of the season. So I mean I feel like if that bothered me that much, I would transfer right away. Anyway, but I mean I'm. I- I'm kind of hypocritical, I guess, because Oklahoma fan, three straight transfers, yeah, for quarterbacks. See, but like Baker had to sit out. 
Baker sat out a year and then fought for the Kyler, Kyler, extra year of eligibility. Kyler had to sit out, I think. Kyler didn't have to. Kyler just he was, just wasn't starting. He was just backing up Baker. Okay, so honestly, and then Jalen came in as a grad transfer. Right. So I, I think they should keep the grad transfer rule because yeah. I don't have a problem with players like wanting to go to a different school to get an opportunity. Mm-hmm. I just don't want I don't want it to turn into like, hey, I'm gonna go to this school. You should go to this school too. And then all of a sudden you have like ten guys like elite players, like nation-shifting players going to the same school. Mm-hmm. I don't think that would be fair. There should be tampering rules against that, too, like there are in the well, I think, NBA. I think there should be an enforcement. So if you get a transfer, I would say for every transfer you get, you lose a scholarship for that recruiting class. Oh. Because okay. then you can't – well, because then it turns into, like, oh, we have the number one class in the nation, plus we just got the best player from this school, this school, and that school. Yeah. And usually, like, when people transfer, it's one, either because that situation didn't work out, because a lot of the times people get sold on a on a vision that when you get there, it's not what you turn out to be. Or, like, Justin Fields' case, did you know that when he transferred to Ohio State, he wanted to go back to Georgia within the first two weeks? Did he really? He was homesick, yeah. So, like, I, like he obviously stayed, and it worked out really well for him. But, like, transferring doesn't always work out for everybody. And there's also things where you go to a school, you think it's going to be – perfect for you head coach gets fired right offensive coordinator gets fired now you're not in the system that you were promised you were going to be in that's right so it's pl- things like that i do think that the ncaa needs to adjust the rule for some somehow because uh excuse me a prime example i think would be luke ford you know that name Mm-mm. he's a tight end that went to georgia transferred to illinois because his grandfather was sick like deathly ill i see that's fine and he wanted to play like, he wanted his grandfather to be able to play or see him play. He wanted his grandfather to play? He wanted his grandfather to play. No, he wanted to, his grandfather to be able to see him play before he passed away. And the NCAA re- denied his his waiver. Yeah, it's stupid. And then his grandfather actually passed away recently. So his grandfather never got a chance to watch him play again in person. So there's things like that where, like, there's waivers that are getting, like, declined. And the waivers that are getting approved. Like, I think it's too wishy-washy. Yeah. So there has to be, like, a set guideline. Um, There has to be, like, a... A way to appeal in special cases like that. Yeah. So, like, if you transfer one time and, like, say you have to transfer again for some reason, because a lot of people, I don't think people realize, there's a lot of guys that transfer to a lot of different schools. Like, yeah. Blake Barnett, he was the former number one overall quarterback, I want to say 2015 or 2016, went to Alabama, um, didn't work out. I believe he was replaced by Jalen Hurts, I think. And then... And he, now nobody knows the name Blake Barnett. Well, he transferred to Arizona State, and then... A new coach came, or a new coach came, and he also wasn't playing, and then he transferred to. Get U- out of there. Yeah, he went to USF. So I feel like a lot of times that guys just need a new chance, but at the same time, I don't want people to take advantage of it because then that kind of just defeats the purpose. Yeah, but I do, I do like the thought of this rule because when you see coaches like Mel Tucker from Colorado, mm-hmm. who promise and like guarantee to his players that he's not leaving Colorado University, and then he leaves at like two in the morning. That's when, that's when he took the Michigan State job. It was in the middle of the night. So he, he's or been, like guys like Matt Rule, too, who just build up that whole Baylor program. And then leave. Then yeah. leave for the NFL. But, well, that's different because, like, everybody wants to make it to the next level. Yeah. But when you have guys that are, like, promising or, like, like coaches have the chance to leave whenever they want. Yeah. And players don't have that opportunity. But at the same time, I think there needs to be, like, that fine line of, like, we can't just have everybody flying all over the nation just to go wherever they want just because – Things aren't going their way all the time. Yeah. So it, 
They're I, just soft. People are just soft. I do think that there needs to be, like, there, like I said, like, if you get a transfer via, like, the transfer portal, you lose a scholarship. Is that me or you? I think that's you. Just, like, hit the bottom of it. And plug in the wall. Okay, that worked. Just don't touch it. You broke it. We good? We're good. All right. But like I was saying, I think that if you get a transfer like that, like a, a transfer that hasn't transferred for the multi, like the uh, second time or third time, whatever, I think they should um, lose a scholarship for the recruiting class. Mm-hmm. What is going on? I don't know. And do you think that they should not allow inter-conference transfers too? No, I hate that rule. That's the dumbest rule in my opinion. Just because someone wants to leave your program, you can't punish them. Because most of the time, when people transfer from conference to conference, like say the Big 12, if I transfer from Baylor to Texas, like, and I'm from Texas, mm-hmm. like my family's still going to be able to see me play. It's just not going to be at Baylor. Like it's going to be at Texas or like yeah. vice versa. Like say you go from Oklahoma State to Oklahoma or whatever. Mm-hmm. So I do think that it's not fair. Because and especially like families there, you're close. It's yes. not like I want to go from Oklahoma to USC. Right. But I just think that not allowing a player to transfer in our conference is like, like that player already didn't get an opportunity to play for you. And maybe that's like Oklahoma did that to Austin Kendall at first. Like yeah. they, they didn't let him, they didn't want to let him play at West Virginia, but like he didn't, he never got a, a shot at Oklahoma. Like to never, he ne- I mean, they said like there was a battle between quarterbacks, but there was never really a battle. No, there was never a battle. It's like they have a battle with Spencer Rattler and Tanner Mordecai. Like it's not really a battle. Like it could be. They're, Tanner, they're just saying that. So like uh, Spencer Rattler, like doesn't get a big head. Yeah. So for Oklahoma to not allow him to transfer to West Virginia and play at first, I thought that was pretty messed up with them just because he didn't get an opportunity at your school. Like, why does it matter if he goes to a different school that's, like... Because we, we thought he was good and we didn't want to have to play against him. I know, but, like, I feel like if that's... But then we straight and that's handed a one, it to him. If that's the one place that's giving him an opportunity to actually start and play, why would you take that away from him? Yeah. So that's what we got on that. That's what we got, Trent. Now we're going to transfer over we're, to something else. We're going to transfer over yeah, to LeBron James. Transition, transition fire. Um, <laughs> LeBron James the other day sat out against the Warriors. Um, he, uh, a he's decimated gonna, Warriors team. Too. It was a really bad Warriors team, so that's why it looks a little sus. Yeah. Um, the reason that this is a big deal is because LeBron James made a comment about Kawhi saying that if he's healthy, he's going to play. And so LeBron James played the game against the Northern Pelicans, which is their game right before the Warriors. Yeah. And he played, I believe, the whole game, or close to the whole game, obviously. I mean, that's what LeBron does. He has, like, the most minutes ever. Mm-hmm. Um, he played, like, the whole game, basically. And then all of a sudden, when they play the worst team in the league, or set one of the worst teams in the league, he has a mysterious groin injury, which Caden's going to say is from Josh Hart hitting him in the groin when he dunked on him. But I don't think that's what caused an injury. I, that- I, I don't think that can cause a... Significant groin injury. Exactly. By so, the way, the Warriors are twelve and forty-seven. Yeah, they're. I think they're the bottom team in the league. It's either them or the Hawks. Yeah, my Hawks prediction was. Your Hawks? Didn't you have them as like the fourth seed? Yeah, that's uh, that's a freezing cold. Here's take. the thing: they're in. They're in every game. They just don't win them. Give them two more years. Two more years. I mean, I hope, mean Trey Young. Hopefully, hopefully that core still there for two more years. They might trade a couple guys to get better people. Yeah. But anyway. I do think that it's suspicious, but LeBron James has played every game he's can so far. Mm-hmm. The Warriors are a really bad team. I think that I just don't think LeBron James should have ever made the comment about not sitting or about 
load management because mm-hmm. it kind of came back to bit him in the butt now because, like, he can't really take a game off. Not that he wants to, but, like, I Sometimes think you need to. If you're Frank Vogel, the coach of the Lakers, like, you don't always need LeBron playing 45 minutes against teams like that. Like, when you're playing against the Warriors who... What they, they, they beat them 116-86. to 86 Yes. Without LeBron. Without LeBron. Players like Contavious Caldwell-Pope were looking like studs. Kyle Kuzma actually played well for once. He scored 18 points. So I do think that's a little suspicious, but I think the biggest problem LeBron made was making that comment about sitting out because I do think it's ridiculous that Kawhi could, like, be hurt so much and, like, never play a back-to-back and, like, he only plays, like, once a week. And honestly, it's coming to bite the Clippers in the butt as well because they're they've, – they've only played five games with Kawhi and Paul George together. Now, granted, they are 5-0 and in those games, but – that's five games. That also hurts your fans too, because like if you buy, if I buy tickets to go see the Clippers, right? I want to see Kawhi and Paul George. You don't want to see Reggie Jackson and I, which Morris twin did they get? Marcus. Marcus. Got, I don't want to see Marcus Morris and Reggie Jackson just shooting bricks from three. Pat Beverly. I don't care about Patrick Beverly. All he does is run around. It's true. He's I mean, fool, he's fooling us. He is, according to James Harden. So do you think that it's okay for LeBron to sit out like that or no? I think. Okay, here's the thing. I think it's okay for him to sit out every once in a while, mm-hmm. but not, like, Kawhi level. Right. Especially against weaker teams like that. Now, granted, when Steph makes his return, which is coming up soon, I think, he's going to be back in the roster. March 1st, I believe. Yeah. So, is that, what is that, Saturday? Yeah. Some, or Sunday. Sunday? Sunday? Or Monday? The, the, one of their next games. One of their next. He's, he's, he's making his return. It's, in, it's within the next five days. Yeah. <laughs> uh, when, when they play... Teams like that who have a superstar, he shouldn't sit out. Like, could you imagine if he would have sat out against the Pelicans? What that would have done to ratings, what that would have done for the NBA. Everyone would have hated him because that was... So, I forgot who said it, but it was Max Kellerman. He said that when we... Well, not we, as in us, because we weren't alive. Or we were, but, like, not... not We We were in diapers. We were in diapers. When Kobe was able to play Michael Jordan, that was, like... The passing of the torch. Yeah. And they're like the same. I think Zion is most comparable to LeBron. So it was kind of cool to see the future of the future LeBron and the future of the NBA play against LeBron. I mean, LeBron did drop 40 on him and beat his team by like 20 points. So a fun fun fact I saw today. Okay. Kobe and Michael combined for, I think it was 69 points. Okay. Zion and LeBron combined for 69 points. In wow. Their, in both their nice. openers against each other. Yeah. Sick. That's that's a good that's a good comparison. Right? I do, I do think that I I think Zion is better suited to be a more dominant player than LeBron, just because of it. Okay, that's, that's a hot take right there. Well, hear me out. He's dominating guys already as a rookie. He has a three point shot that's like iffy, and but just his, like LeBron did. But his three point shot at this point, I think, is better than LeBron's was. Like, LeBron's rookie three-point? Yeah, compa- compare LeBron's rookie three-point to Zion, and I think that um, it's a very big difference. Zion already has like a kind of developed shot. He needs to work on it. I think the biggest thing Zion needs to work on is like his, his running, with air quotes. His, his just, like little bumbling? Just his, his little bumbling because, if you think about it, he's a really big guy. He's 6'6", 285. That's a tight end. That's a tight end. That's a defensive lineman. And so I do think that with the way he's able to use his strength and athleticism, that he – because it's also less physical now. 
than when LeBron came into the league. Oh, Zion could get to the hole every time. Whenever he wants. Yeah. So for him to be averaging as much as, like, he's averaging, like, 25 points, I think. And for him to be ripping the ball out of, like, Dwight Howard's hands at, under the basket. Right. It's just, it's, I mean, LeBron James shot 29% from three as a rookie. That's not good. I mean, granted, the league was different back then because everybody was all about post players back back to the basket. But yeah. Zion Williamson is currently shooting forty one point seven percent from three. Will Zion pass John Morant for rookie of the year? No, I think it's too late. You think it's too I think late? if he gets it, it'll just be popularity wise. Mm-hmm. I think John Morant has earned it. He's killing it. He is. But I do think that because of Zion's strength and already the talent he's working with now, yeah, I think he'll be able to challenge LeBron. Do you think – right, right now, I think LeBron's probably mm-hmm. – he's still prime LeBron. Yeah, he's still in his prime, no doubt. How, how many years do you think he's got left? Do you think Zion can have the lengthy career that LeBron has? Um, do you think in Zion's 17th year we'll be seeing him I doing think what LeBron did? That just depends on how he carries his body because LeBron invests, I believe, $1 million or – one to two million dollars per year. A lot of money. A lot of money on his personal health. Mm-hmm. So like his athletic training, his chefs, his uh, re- his recovery process. So Zion takes care of himself like LeBron does because LeBron's never had a, like a an injury. That's I mean last year he did, but the Lakers season was already like in shambles when he got. I mean it wasn't. Eh. It was. It was it was shambleish. It was it was shambling. It was shambling. Yeah. So like I think that. He's never had a crazy injury to derail him. Knock on wood. Knock on wood. Yeah, of course. I was like, someone here? <laughs> <laughs> Knock on wood. He's never had a crazy injury. And Zion's already been injured for a good portion of his young career. He was injured at Duke. It blew through a shoe. That wasn't his fault. That's what happens when you're a freak of nature. <laughs> and then he also he missed the first half of the season. He's only played – how many games did he play? Let me look real quick. He's played 13 games so far. And LeBron's played 54. Yeah. So I mean, if he could take care of his body, if he takes care of himself. If he if he develops develops, develops a, a tighter handle because he's a pretty good ball handler, but I think he could turn into a power forward. Yeah, I saw something saying that he like trained as a point guard when he was younger too. Well, because he was he was small. He had a growth spurt when he was, I believe, a freshman or something. Gosh, I'm still waiting for mine. Yeah, me too. <laughs> five five six five seven's not cutting it for me, but. Actually, I want to throw in two fun facts real quick. Go for it. I love fun facts. LeBron's just middle name is Ramon or Ramon. And Lazion. Le, Lazion? Zion's. Well, I got, I got him. I combined him. You combined him. His, his middle name is Latif. Latif? Latif, yeah. So, yeah, that's a fun fact for you. Um, but anyway. And yours, and yours is Matthew. Matthew. <laughs> um, so, yeah, I do think that Zion could surpass LeBron James. Um, I'm going to jump to the next topic real quick because I just got an update on my phone. Okay, go for it. From Bleacher Report. The Redskins are highly considering taking Tua Tungavailoa with a second overall pick. Wow. Rather than Chase Young. I mean, I, I would. Just, really? I would. You have Dwayne Haskins and you're not even going to give Dwayne Haskins a chance? No. See, here's what I think. Because I think we're just going to dive into the NFL right now. All right. Because we're... We're we're gonna talk about the combine anyway, so this yeah, yeah we know LeBron, you're great. Zion, you're gonna be great. Zion could be the best player ever. We'll, ne- we'll see. Yeah, in time. But back to the NFL. Back now. Back to the NFL, yeah. So if you think about it, Dwayne Haskins never really got a shot because Jay Gruden was on his way out already. Mm-hmm. So Jay Gruden just kind of threw him in the fire. 
So he already didn't get a fair chance. He has a new coach in Ron Rivera. And he's got nobody around him to help him, too. I mean, he has a couple He has a couple good running backs. One good receiver. He's got Darius Geis, Terry Lauren at wide receiver. Um, but if you think about it, he has one year under his belt, rough year. Mm-hmm. Give him a full year with Ron Rivera. However, like, say they do bad again. Guess who's coming out of the draft next year? Trevor Lawrence. Trevor Lawrence. So I do think that Trevor Lawrence will be. I think he. I think he'll be better than Joe and Tua. Exactly. I yeah. think Trevor Lawrence is going to go down as. I don't know if he'll go down as the greatest college quarterback ever. Anymore. No. I had him. I had him. You ha- you you made that claim at the end of his freshman year. I made that. Or cl- before. His I freshman made that year. before his freshman year. Yeah, I watched him in the Elite Eleven. I really liked him, and then I watched his high school. You high just like the hair. I'm jealous of the, jealous hair. Of I, the hair. I won't lie. I wish my hair did that. My hair just kind of poofs into a little afro. <laughs> When I try to grow it out, but I do think that Trevor is worth waiting. Like Tua, if you think about it, this is my knock on Tua as to why. Like Tua's a great player, but I don't think that he's worth the hype right now. Do you think he's never? Think about this. He never took Alabama to a championship, like a national championship. Okay. He did win them the championship, but Jalen Hurts got him all the way there. All right, we're good. Jalen Hurts got him to that game. Yeah. Tua just finished it. Mm-hmm. Next year, they didn't make it. Or they, wait, did they? Make they it? they did make it. They beat. Who they beat? Georgia. They beat, that's the that's the year that he came in. But then they no the next year I'm pretty sure they went and lost to Clemson. To Clemson, right? Yeah. Okay. And he got hurt. Yeah. Yes. Yes. And so then, he got hurt, and not only did he get hurt, Jalen had to sub in for him. And this year he also got hurt. He had an ankle injury last the prior year. This year he had a hip and ankle injury, where Mac Jones had to come in. Okay, now now I know what I'm talking about. <laughs> now we're back on track. Okay, so two of the year before, so not this this year that just happened mm-hmm. this past season. Uh-huh. Season before, he was carrying them, got hurt, and in the SEC, SEC championship, championship game, that's Jaylen, when Jalen they like in. reversed. Like yeah. Jalen came in and won them the game, mm-hmm. and then and then he played in the championship game. Right. Yeah. And they lost. Yeah. So Tua's literally never played a full season because his freshman year, obviously, he was on the bench. Mm-hmm. So his sophomore year, he was hurt. Or, well, yeah, he was hurt. Mm-hmm. And then his junior year, he was hurt. Yeah. So he really hasn't proven that he can stay healthy. Joe Burrow, I'm a really big fan of. I don't think the, the nine-inch hands are going to. No, that, that's not. If you got the talent, you got the talent. It is kind of funny, though, My, that Kyler, I, Kyler Murray's got bigger hands. Michael Vick had his hands were eight and a half inches. Yeah, and he could sling the ball 85 yards on his knees. Exactly. Yeah. So, I think that Joe Burrow is a good pick, but I don't think that maybe the Redskins are just trying to get get Dwayne Haskins like a little motivation. Yeah. Like they're just trying to poke him a little bit, make him make him work harder. I just don't think he's that good. I don't think Haskins is that good. Do you think uh, if he interviews well and his physicals like come back great, do you think that the Bengals could take two a number one? Do you think they could somehow um, flip flop? Because I've heard that they're not set on Joe, I feel like that's a and bluff. that Joe doesn't really want to play for them. I don't know if Joe doesn't want to play for them. I, Joe's he he's answered the questions really well. He's a very that. Joe. The, the thing about Joe Burrow that it's not that I don't like. It's just that what people don't like is that he's very vague and blunt. Yeah. So like, he'll be like, "Yeah, of course I want to play for them. Everyone's dreamed about being the number one pick." Like that is that's not like that's not like yes I want to be a Cincinnati Bengal. No, that's it's different. But like, I think Joe Burrow obviously wants to be the first overall pick. I'm sure he wants to play for because if you think about it, 
what better situation could be coming into? If they're able to retain A.J. Green, mm-hmm. they have Joe Mixon. They have Joe Mixon, who was not this past year, but the year before, the AFC's leading rusher. Right. They have um, a decent defense, I guess. They, they just need an offensive line, too. They, they, their defense, all their problems can be fine-tuned in the draft or free agency. John Ross, Tyler Boyd. Yeah, they have John Ross, who he kind of turned around last year compared to his first season. Mm-hmm. So imagine just going in. You have one of the best wide receivers in the league, one of the best young running backs in the league. Mm-hmm. As compared to the Redskins, I think the Redskins are further away from being good than the Bengals are. Yeah, because the, the Bengals are also coming into or in a tough division. That's true, but if they're going to expand the playoff, true, because that's another true. thing. The NFL is thinking about expanding the playoff to seven teams per side, mm-hmm. so that would mean that there's another wild card game, basically. So like the like this past year, the teams that would have made it but didn't would have been the Rams. For the NFC, and then for the AFC, let's see, who would it be? Pittsburgh? Yeah, it was actually, yeah, Pittsburgh. Good call. Thanks, man. Um, Ducky Hodges. Ducky, well, I mean, they, they would have got blown out. Absolutely. Oh, yeah. Because Duck Hodges was solid, and then he wasn't. <laughs> and then Mason Rudolph was, like, not good. Mason Rudolph was almost dead. Yeah, they would have got freaking destroyed in the playoffs. But it'll be... If there's a larger playoff, I do think it opens the door up for obviously more teams to mm-hmm. make it. But like, say Joe Burrow, Joe Burrow could probably make it to the playoffs in the second year, if not his wow. first. If not his first. Wow. If the way, because like the. You think they'd be better than Cleveland? Um. Well, that's t- that's tough. Or do you think that all three of them would be tight? I think they would be tight. Well, that whole division's tight. Yeah. Because you got the Steelers, the Ravens, the Bengals, and the Browns. That's a tight division. Yeah. I think the it's, whole, it's an up and coming. The division. only the only reason that I think that they could is because I don't know how much Big Ben has left in the tank. That's true too. Because he he suffered an elbow injury on his throwing arm, and so that an elbow injury, no matter what sport you play on your throwing arm, whether it be baseball, football, yeah, if you're a soccer goalie where you have to throw down the field a couple times a game, not good. Uh, yeah, it, it it's definitely rough. So do you think they should? Because Chase Young is probably. The best defensive player in, in a draft since he's probably the most hyped since Jadavian Clowney. Yeah, and I didn't even get the hype around Jadavian. But Jadavian was so hyped that people thought he should have sat out his his last year of college eligibility eligibility yeah. just to train for the NFL. Now, do you think it's fair to say Chase Young is a generational talent or generational player? Yes. You do. Well, here's the thing about that is we've seen the Bosa's at Ohio State too, who, right. co- who come in and wreck quarterbacks uh-huh. and they've they're basically the same as chase young um i think chase young had more sacks and i've chase young's more disruptive uh, in my opinion do you I, think chase young will have a better rookie year than nick bosa nick no i just think well i don't know he could i think actually i don't know it's tough because <laughs> nick, nick bosa kind of played like he's been in the nfl for like five years yeah like, he looked like a veteran yeah so it's tough to it's tough to compare like how people are going to start off. I'll, I'll give him a chance, though. I'd say he could have at least an equal an equal amount of sacks. Um, I don't think he'll have the same amount of impact as Chase or as uh, Bosa, Bosa, just because the 49ers were a more what, like, well-rounded team. Well-rounded. They were what, like, the 49ers were a couple defensive stops away from winning a Super Bowl. Yeah. The Redskins. The are, Niners, You if you're playing the Niners, you had to worry about the front seven and, and the back four. Yeah. And so if you think about it, Chase Young is going into a rough situation. Like, like the Redskins are not ch- a Chase Young away from making it to the Super Bowl. 
They're about seven, Chase Youngs. They're, they need a lot of help. So, so you think tank for Trevor? I mean, get the touchdown Jesus to Touchdown Jesus? The, the legendary flow. Um, what if I th- he cuts his hair coming into the league? I'd be very sad, actually. I, I wouldn't know what to think. I don't think he will. I think that's like a staple. <laughs> but, like, I think. what do you think? Who are you drafting if you're the Redskins? If I'm the Redskins? You're drafting Tua? And what do you do with Dwayne? Trade him? Yeah. Take Tua, trade Dwayne. Okay. So let me throw you another question. What happens? Cause, so that means if you trade Dwayne, you're planning on playing Tua right away. Or are you just gonna? Are you gonna let Colt McCoy play, like, or like a? I'll give Colt McCoy some chances in the preseason. See what he's about. Well, Colt McCoy's about it. He's just. I don't think Colt. Colt or McCoy, just keep Dwayne for the first year. I know, but then you're gonna have Tua and Dwayne. And then get rid of him after that year. I feel like that'll hurt Tua's confidence then. No, you just tell him, hey, you're, you're broken. Think, I think that. You're our guy. If okay, I'm gonna talk as if I was wanting the the Redskins to draft him. To draft Tua? To draft Tua. Okay. I would trade Dwayne, draft Tua, and I would honestly let, not, I think it was Case Keenum was the other quarterback, not Case Keenum. I don't want him playing. Wow. I'm not even being biased. Just let Colt McCoy play for a little bit. Let him mentor Tua. Give him his shot. Colt McCoy, I mean, James Harrison ruined his career. It's fine. Yeah. But let him, let Tua learn behind Colt McCoy, even though he hasn't excelled in the NFL. He's a good quarterback. He's a good quarterback. has a great mind. So he can help Tua. He could also play enough games because you're you're not in win now mode. No, you're still pieces away. Yeah. So let Colt kind of just like get them through the season. Guide you a little if bit. If they do well, they do well. Um, but they wouldn't. They, I mean, they might not. Who knows? But let Tua sit behind him. Let him get fully healthy. You don't want to just throw Tua in there. He's been injured two out of the three seasons he's played in. Like severe injuries, ankle injuries that he's had to have surgery on, and a hip injury that was really scary. That's true. So, so now say they do take to a Lions get Chase Young at three. Well, I guess they because I mean they're a lot of things are saying that they're set on Jeff Jeff Okuda. Okuda. Yeah, I mean Jeff Okuda is definitely the best defensive back in this draft. Mm-hmm. Um, well, yeah, I guess yeah. it's between him and Isaiah Simmons. Well, Isaiah Simmons just the best overall defensive player. He's the most okay. Well, because we're talking about three great defensive players right now: Chase Young, Isaiah Simmons, Simmons, and then Okuda. Jeff Okuda is the best lockdown corner. Mm-hmm. Isaiah Simmons is the best like Swiss Army knife, and Chase Young is probably the, the most dominant. I like that Swiss Army knife. Yeah. Did you just think of that? I did. Nice. Well, I mean, that's you've heard of the phrase, right? I'm, I know what a Swiss Army knife okay, is. Okay. Yeah. He like he could do it all. Yeah. Okay. Okay. I just want to make sure that wasn't like a new phrase that you thought I invented. I didn't. No. Want, no. 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 I didn't no. want you to think. I, I didn't, didn't want you to give me the credit. <laughs> I was like, no, I I don't want to get like slewed for plagiarism or something. No, I'm just saying I like that. Yeah. I mean, he's a Swiss Army knife. He played. He played defensive lineman. He played defensive end, not de- tackle. Mm-hmm. Linebacker, safety, corner, both safety positions. He could be inside, outside linebacker. Exactly. So middle. He literally, like, if someone gets hurt, just plug him in there. He's like Bugs Bunny. Yeah. So, I mean, obviously he won't he won't be able to do that in the NFL probably. Like, he'll probably be able to move around a little bit. Mm-hmm. But he's going to have to pick a position, kind of build his frame to that. But I do think I, I think the Redskins should give Dwayne another shot. See if it pans out. See if it pans out. Because then you draft Trevor Lawrence, or you have the possibility to draft Trevor Lawrence. You also have the ability to train, trade and get somebody for Dwayne Haskins. What other quarterbacks are coming out next year? Um, Is there anybody? Well, there's like Sam Ellinger. Okay, so nobody? <laughs> well, Justin Fields could come out. Which he probably will. But Trevor Lawrence is definitely the highlight of the... Yeah, Trevor Lawrence is the... The, 
The one, the guy. The guy. He's the guy. Um, yeah, there, there's going to be a lot of guys that come out next year. I think the only pro- it's tough to come out as a quarterback if you think about it because if you come out as a wide receiver, there's about four to five that – like there's probably four to six that are in the rotation per like per game. Okay. Or maybe yeah. maybe even four to eight depending on how like well, how deep you are. Yeah. Running backs there's two to three. Um, deep offense linemen obviously there's five of them. Yeah. I mean not that they all could play the same position but like there's you could switch on the offense line. Mm-hmm. Defense line there's four. Linebacker there's three. Which all these are I'm just saying like like obviously it's not hard or it's not easy to go from position to position. Mm-hmm. But there's more opportunities for other positions than quarterbacks. For quarterbacks, there's one on the there's field. There's one and there's there's one. There's one on the field unless you're the Saints and you have Taysom Hill. Yeah. And then there's one with his helmet next to his feet on the ground on the sideline. And then there's one with a penny on Colin Signs. Yeah. So I mean, if you think about it, it's it's probably smarter for people like Jake Fromm, um, Jason or Jason Easton. Jacob Eason to come out now. Yeah. Because the quarterback class next year, even though it might not be as deep per mm-hmm. se, even though like the quarter I don't think the quarterback class this year is as deep. I just think there's a lot of people. Like a lot of hype around the people. Yeah. Because I'm not sold on a lot of the quarterbacks here. Who are you not sold on? Um Jordan Love through seventeen interceptions. Yeah. I'm not sold on Jordan Love either. You can't Okay. I like how he was asked if or uh, if he was tired of hearing the the question of about throwing seventeen interceptions, mm-hmm. and I liked his answer, he was like, "If I didn't want to hear like keep getting asked about the question, I shouldn't have thrown seventeen interceptions." That's true. It's a good answer, but like he shouldn't have thrown seventeen interceptions against the competition he played. I, like I think that the Hawaii quarterback Cole McDonald was better than him. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm not sold on Jake Fromm. I don't think he oh, has, he had a terrible combine. Yeah, his which com- we'll get into. Yeah, his combine was rough. I'm not sold on Jacob Eason just because. He had one good year at Georgia. Uh huh. Well, transferred to Washington. Washington went eight and five. Dude, he's got a gun on him though. He throws the ball sixty three miles per hour. <laughs> that's quick. Yeah. That's that's pretty fast for a football. He was doing the the deep balls yesterday, and it, he <laughs> spinning them. I don't think I don't think I've seen enough out of Jacob Eason. I mm-hmm. feel like if he would have gone back and had a really good year, I feel like he could have been a first rounder. Not even a lie. He could be a good pick for the Patriots. Yeah, especially if Brady stays, which that's up in the air. We'll see what happens. With well, that. Jeff Darlington from ESPN said it's almost certain that he's not. Yeah. So I can't wait. I can't wait for free agency this year. I know free agency is going to be crazy. It's going to be a good year for that. But another quarterback I'm not sold on. Um, I said Jake Fromm. Both J- of Jakes. Jalen. Jalen Hurts. Yeah, I don't. I won't say switch positions, because I feel like you got to give him a chance. Mm-hmm. But I, I do think he's a quarterback. He's a quarterback. I just don't know if he's a starting quarterback. He he looked really good yesterday throwing the ball at the combine and stuff, but like Rich Eisen was saying, it's his decision-making that's in question. I just feel like he's always late. Like, I makes, I feel like... He doesn't have a lot of urgency to him, well, even the way he talks. I just, when I watch him in the Senior Bowl, I mean, Grant, like, he's playing with players he's never played with before, but, like, a lot of his throws were a step late. Like, they're, he's throwing... Instead of throwing people open, he was like trying to throw it to the people. Put the it line. in the window. Yeah, like he should be hitting that window before the wide receiver is there. Like he shouldn't. The wide receiver shouldn't be like catching that flat foot position. So I'm not really sold on Jalen. I think a good comparison for him is Dak Prescott. That's yeah. That's what I've been hearing a lot too. I feel like that could be his ceiling, and then his floor. I don't know. I feel like his floor would be like a maybe like a RG three right now. 
That's like, a that's a that's not a floor. That's like the core of the earth. That's so low. Well, I mean, like RG three showed flashes. Like I'm sure if you put Jalen in the game, he's gonna show you flashes. Mm-hmm. But I don't know if he could like RG three. Like once he blew out his knee, he hasn't really gotten a chance since. Yeah. So I, I feel like as a ceiling, he could be better than Dak Prescott. Floor, he could be a really good backup for you. Okay, that's fair. So that's another. That's fair. What about Justin? A lot of Jays. I think that's we've only talked about Jay so far. Yeah. Joe, Justin, Jake, Jake Jalen, Jake, the other Jake. <laughs> um, who'd you ask me about? It? Sorry. Uh, Justin Herbert. Justin Herbert, yeah, from Oregon. Um, the only thing I'm like I've heard negative from him, about him. Well, actually, no, actually I'm not sold on him. I totally take that back. He threw the ball weird yesterday. He like shot puts it a little bit. He was asked if he was ready to be an NFL starting quarterback, and his answer was, "I don't know." Oh boy. Yeah, that's not gonna. That's not gonna so, get GMs to want you. Well, it's an honest answer, but like, you ready to be a quarterback? I don't really know yet. We'll see. It's an honest answer, but sometimes you don't want to be honest. Yeah, like lie a little bit. Lie a lot a li- of people lie on their resumes. Right. That's definitely not. I don't it's know. better than no. I mean, I just don't know why you would say I don't know if I'm ready yet. Because like the whole purpose of like he went back for his senior year. Mm-hmm. And the whole purpose was to get him ready because he was thought to be the number one pick last year. Okay. And because everybody said the Giants were going to take him, trade up, trade up for him at number one, came back for a senior year to get better. He did play better. Uh, Oregon won the Pac-12 in the Rose Bowl. But to hear him say that he's not ready, I, I just feel like that's a big red flag for me. Um, the only knock I've heard on him is decisions, and he's very quiet. He's a quiet person. But yeah. I just think that's a personality trait that – Everybody leads differently. He's a lead by example type of guy. Like I'm sure he'll learn how to be more vocal. He he kind of seems like the type of guy who comes into a locker room full of like veterans and stuff like that, and feels like it's not his place to talk. Yeah, he. I feel like he's just gonna respect people. Like I don't think he's. I don't think he feels like it's his place to step on people's toes mm-hmm. and just like take over. And like, I don't know, Justin. This is just a, my speculation. Yeah, it's not like I, don't know. I could be wrong. Yeah, I don't know. I just didn't like his answer that he wasn't. He didn't know if he was ready. Mm-hmm. So that's another quarterback I'm not sold on. Um, that's really it this year. Well, there's there's, there's a l- kid from Prince Princeton yesterday in the combine who looked really good. Yeah, there's a lot of quarterbacks I would say that. Like I saw a lot of people throw yesterday, like Brian Lewerke from Michigan, Michigan State. I don't yeah. think he's gonna get drafted. My dad likes him. Why? He just likes to say his name. Lewerke. Yeah. Because he's gonna put in the but work. He likes it, but he says it wrong every time. What does he say? Like Lecurri. Oh boy, will work. Will work. No, I don't think he'll get drafted. Um, I think there's going to be a lot of quarterback draft. Like, I'll I t- could see four or five going. So, um, East, not Eason. Love, Burrow, Tua, first round. Okay, Herbert, Herbert first, first round. round. I think Jacob Eason could sneak into the first round. Yeah, that's five. That's five. And then I think you'll see like a a Jake Fromm, Jalen Hurts. Jalen will probably go – he won't make it out of the third round, I don't think. I think that he'll go fourth. You think? Yeah. So I think the Raiders could take him with one of their three third-round picks. Yeah, I mean, the Raiders could – I don't know. I know Gruden's high on him just because um, Gruden just likes – he likes leadership. I miss the Gruden quarterback camp. I do too. I think he should quit coaching just to do that. Okay. <laughs> So, but he he there's kind of one now with the uh, Steve Mariucci. 
Is there? Uh-huh. Like, like he did one with Jalen. I don't think the Colorado quarterback's gonna g- go. Which one's that? Montez. Uh, yeah, Montez. I don't. I'm. I think actually this guy's really good, but he's probably someone you've never heard of. He'll go seventh round. I think James Morgan from Florida International. Oh yeah, I watched him yesterday. He threw for twenty five hundred yards, but he he, fourteen touchdowns, five picks, fifty eight percent. So I did see a really cool stat that helps Justin Herbert yesterday is last year did not throw a single interception when being blitzed. Yeah, that's a good thing because a lot of times in the NFL they try to put the pressure on rookie quarterbacks. Um, another quarterback that I saw as a big sleeper because on the NFL Network they were like doing like their accolades for our quarterbacks. Nate Stanley from Iowa. Okay. He, big guy, 6'4", 240. Um, he ran pretty well, 4'8", faster than Jake Fromm. Um, he threw for 16 touchdowns, 7 interceptions, nothing special. Um, he he reminds me of like his the guy who he succeeded from or succeeded uh, um, CJ Beathard. Okay. Like I feel like they're kind of similar. Yeah. Um, a guy who 2 years ago was projected to win the Heisman. You know what I'm talking about? Quarterback? Your quarterback. He was a freaking legend for like a year and a half. Who? And then he just kind of faded off. Khalil Tate. Oh, yeah. I don't think he'll get a shot. Was he? I don't even. Was he at the combine? Yeah, he was. He was? Um, he. I don't he, think he ran, though. He had a rough year. Well, if, I think people are going to call for him and ask him to switch positions, I think. Because I'm looking at the top 40 times for yeah, the combine. I, I feel don't like think he ran. usually when athletic quarterbacks go to the combine, they don't want to run because then that puts them at stake of like. Getting asked to switch positions. Kyler didn't run. Yeah, see. So, like, he threw for 14 touchdowns and 11 interceptions. He kind of had a rough year at Arizona, kind of lost a starting job. Shea Patterson, don't think he – he's a backup, I think. Yeah. Or a sit and learn for three years, two years. Yeah. Um, the quarterback class – DeAndre Francois. Oh, man. From uh, Florida State? Florida State transferred to Hampton because oh, he, okay. he got kicked off the team. Um, He had a solid year. He, he was supposed to be the next. He had a solid year at Hampton? Yeah. Okay. Well, you should if you're a former Florida State quarterback playing at Hampton. Yeah, he threw. He had completed 59% of his passes for basically 2,400 yards, 23 touchdowns, and 11 interceptions. Um, I just think that he kind of has off-the-field issues that are going to scare teams away. Plus, he was never really able to put it together. Plus, Florida, did have a really, or Florida State did have a really bad offensive line, and I think that he just never really got the chance to – they fell hard, Florida State. Yeah, they did. They were so hyped. I like Mike Norvell, though, their new coach from Memphis. Mm-hmm. Um, this guy, I think, might get a chance. He's just really small. He's 5'9", nine, nine. I mean, he's about your height, 5'9". Five, five I could be a quarterback. Yeah, I mean, he weighs more than He's 190. Yeah, that's a little bit more. Um, Mason Fine out of North Texas. Okay. He he has a, a cannon. He's just really slow. He completed 62% of the, his passes. Um, in 2017, he completed... 63% for 31 and 15 interceptions, 31 touchdowns, 15 interceptions. So he'll get a shot, I think. One guy to look out for, he's way down here on the list of quarterbacks, mm-hmm. Anthony Gordon from Washington State. Oh, yeah, I watched him throw yesterday. It was he, it was a little wacky. He replaced Gardner Minshew. He broke a record for throwing 70 – he completed 72% of his passes, which is a lot, threw for 5,579 yards. That's also a Mike Leach offense, too. That's true. 48 touchdowns, 16 interceptions, though. Yeah. That's impressive. It is. Um, I don't know who Jacob Knipp is. What was the guy's name from Hawaii like? 
Paul McDonald. He ran the fastest 40. Did he? 4.58. He's a Sonora guy. He's club. He's Is from, he? Yeah, he's from around here, yeah. Wow. And then Kelly Bryant. I don't, he's a backup, I think. Oh, yeah. My dad My dad said he'd get drafted. I don't think he'll get drafted. I don't think he'll get drafted. So, realistically, out of all these quarterbacks that I just named. Um, oh, six will get drafted. Seven. Joe, Tua, Justin, obviously, Jordan Love, Jake Fromm, Jacob Eason. You think Fromm will get drafted? Yeah. Hurts, I think he'll go sixth or seventh round, though. So, what is that, like eight? I'm at seven right now. Eight, seven? That's probably it. Hurts. Because you got to think, there's not that many teams that, that need, a quarterback, need that, yeah. too. I feel like a lot of teams will Not jump. a lot of teams need a Jake Fromm. He's just really smart. That's what Jake Fromm has going for him. So, yeah. He's tiny, too. Like, he was standing with all the other quarterbacks yesterday. Yeah, he's not. Jake, there, there's nothing great about Jake Fromm. Like, he does, he's not an athletic freak. He's 6'2", 220, so he's, like, kind of tall. Yeah. But he, his his 40 time was five seconds. Like, flat. Oh, it was slow. It was so slow. So slow. And they projected him to run a 4-7. Oh, yeah, that was way off. So they on this website right here, they had him going in the second, third round. I honestly think his combine will affect him. The only thing that... He didn't, and he threw the ball terribly. Okay, so let me read you... Yeah, he did throw the ball. Because Caden watched the whole combine. Yeah, we'll, so we'll get into that more. Just get into it right now. Who, who impressed you from the combine? Um, Like, standout positions, like, from each position. Just stand out anybody, yeah. Justin Jefferson stood out. Okay. Receiver from LSU. Uh, Henry Ruggs kind of stood out in a bad way to me. Why? Because everyone was saying he'll break the 40 record of a 4-2-2, ran an official 4-2-7, yeah, and, mean, then stopped, and then stopped at the combine. Yeah. Like, didn't run routes, didn't catch anything. So this was tweeted by... CD stood out, too. Love CD. He did. Okay, he had a great catch for that end zone drill. Why didn't they use the actual end zone? I don't know. Why were the... Why would they at the 50? All right, we're at the five yard line, but we're actually at the forty five yard line. So. Oh yeah, his little jump in toe tap. Yeah. God, he's so good. So a guy named I, I don't know if you're familiar with Barstool Big Cat. Okay. Tweeted. Not the Big Cat from. Not ridiculousness. Not, yeah, not him. Not fantasy fan. He said, "Are we sure being fast is a good thing?" And then he posted a list of the fastest forty yard dashes since two thousand three. So at number one, John, John Ross. Ross. Uh, number two. Jeff Mathis. Okay. Uh, number three, Marquise Goodwin. Okay. Number or tied for third, T. Calico in 2003. Uh, J.J. Nelson in 2015. Jacoby Ford in 2010. And Dar- Darius Hayward Bay. Yeah, I mean, being fast doesn't always mean you're a great player. And there's a difference because I know a lot of people had hype around Ruggs beating the record. There's a difference between game speed and just running from point A to point B. Yeah. Because when you got guys chasing you, you could kick into another gear. It's kind of hard to just, I don't know. Run. Yeah. And especially off, like, a start like that. Yeah, I feel like when he's able to pick up speed, like. He would be a great Canadian football receiver where oh, they yeah. get their little head start. Oh, it would be insane. Yeah. But, yeah, I think the combine, the combine definitely helps a lot of people. Yeah. Like, because you stand out. But at the same time. It does hurt people, but I think a lot of people read too much into it. Mm-hmm. Um, Another name that impressed me? The punter. Punter p- from Arizona State. Forgive me, I forgot his name. Put up 25 reps of 225 pounds. That's a lot. As a punter. Let me. The form wasn't great. I was watching it. A lot of arch in his back, doing a little... Hey, you gotta do that. Doing some... a little flop. That's okay. But, I mean, he put up more than some offensive linemen. He put up more than CeeDee Lamb. He put Did up more David than... Clowney, when he went to the combine, bench 21 times. 
Yeah, I mean, see, this is this is why the combine. Is, this kid's an athlete. He, I look. I mean, I put him in linebacker. I looked him up on Instagram. He is very athletic looking. Um, another thing that stood out to me from the bench press. Okay. The guy from Fresno State. Two things stood out to me about this guy. Mm-hmm. One, he benched it forty four times. Two, that's he, insane. I think he's from Hawaii, I believe, or he wasn't from. Calif- like he's not from Fresno area. Yeah, he's not from California, I believe. So when he moved here, he had in and out for the first time, and he said that he went there and ordered the biggest burger they would make, and that turned out to be a ten by ten. And he said he successfully ate it. That just doesn't sound good to me. That's a lot of it. I can barely handle a double double. Yeah, I don't know. That's a lot. That's a lot of burger. That's a lot of burger. A lot of cheese. But yeah, that. Jake Fromm stood out to me in a bad way. Mm-hmm. Um, Devin Duvernay from Texas kind of I like four three nine four three nine. Um, I kind of wish he ran faster, but like I said, there's a difference between game speed. I think he'll shoot up a lot of people's boards just because he'll be a fourth round, fifth round. I think he might go third. Just really? He he had. Th- I just don't think so because of how deep and how good the receiving class is. It's true. It's a really deep class, but he never missed a start in his four years. 100 receptions last year? Over 100. Only dropped five passes in his career. Yeah, that's... I don't, I don't think he dropped any last year, did he? Um, The year before this? No. He didn't drop a single pass. But yeah, I think he stood out. Um, another Texas guy that I wish would have stood, stood out was Colin. Um, he was only able to participate participate in the bench. What'd he do? He got 17, which that's is not bad, not bad for... He's a big dude. Uh, yeah, his hands for... He was the tallest receiver, I think, but had... One of the more smaller hands. What is he? Six nine, six seven. He's six. They had him at six six and a. Okay. And a, like a like a quarter. Okay. So he's definitely really big. Mm-hmm. He's very acrobatic. None of the none of the tight ends really stood out. Um, I mean, there was a tight end. The guy from Missouri, Albert Okwegbunam. Big O. They called him Alberto. The Alberto, uh, yeah. yeah. I like Ran that. a four four nine. That's really fast for a tight end. I think that that'll get him into the third round. I think so. You think so? There was a where was he from? There was a tight end that I liked. I'm trying to remember where he's from. This white kid that was really good. This white kid. This white kid that was. Uh, um. I don't know. There was a tight end from Dayton that everybody's really hyped about. It wasn't him. Let's see. Thaddeus Moss. No, he didn't do anything. Yeah, he's. He hurt his foot or something. Hurt his ankle, I think. Um. Yeah, I think that the wide receivers are really deep. I think for wide receivers, it'll probably go Judy, Lamb, Ruggs, Chanel, the guy from Colorado. T. T. Higgins. There'll be six or seven taken in the first round, I think. Jalen Rager. A yeah. lot of people are high on him. Yeah, he ran slower than people expected. People thought that he could contend to break the... The record, and he ran like a six four or a six four, a, f- a four four. <laughs> that is slow. Yeah, four four. So yeah, he kind. I mean, like I said, they call it the underwear Olympics. Yeah. Like. Like they showed a video of Tom Brady doing his, and he was just like in khaki shorts and. Tom Brady's like one of, if not the best player of all time, and his combine, everything about his combine was awful. Yeah. So like the combine really doesn't mean anything. It definitely helps people, but at the same time, it doesn't define what kind of football player you are. One thing I did like um, that they did at the combine is they got rid of like the blocking drill instead of the other prospects holding a pad. They mm-hmm. use sleds. Yeah, I mean 
you gotta spice it up. I know yeah. people watch it, but it's like. <laughs> Harrison Bryant is the guy like from FAU. Oh yes, he is very good. I yeah. think, I think the did really well in the over the shoulder, tracked the ball really well. Yeah, I like that they kind of had them adjust for. I think the hard part about the combine is that you don't know anybody you're throwing to as a quarterback. Mm -hmm. So a lot of the times that quarterbacks could look worse just because you don't know the guy. You're just throwing to a spot instead of throwing to your receiver. Which is basically what it is. All these guys should be able to hit the spot if you've made it this far. Yeah. But so wide receivers that like are stacked. This is probably the best class of wide receivers that we've seen in a while. Yeah. Jared Judy, CeeDee Lamb first round, um, Henry Ruggs first round, LaVisca Chanel first round, Jalen Rager first round probably, maybe. T. Higgins, Justin Jefferson, Gabriel Davis, I really like out of Central Florida. Mm -hmm. um, there's a kid out of Minnesota named Tyler Johnson to look out for. Okay. KJ Hamler from Penn State. Um, he was mm -hmm. Sean Clifford's number one option. KJ Hill. Yeah. Uh, Brandon Ayuk from, from Arizona State. Yeah. What about a, a name that kind of slipped off a little bit, but people were high on early in the year for college? Donovan Peoples Jones um, out of Michigan. I just ran a four four eight. He couldn't stay healthy. That was his problem. I think that players like Justin Jefferson, Justin Jefferson, My, Michael Pittman from USC is USC, really good. Yeah, I like him. Chase Claypool from Notre Dame. Uh huh. He ran a four four. I think he had he had the same exact time as um, Calvin Chase, Johnson. Chase Claypool. He was the fastest four four two official. He, he was like the second fastest forty yard dash time for a receiver that. That, that size, stature. yeah. Um, a lot, a lot of guys. I like him a wide receiver. A lot of teams worked him out at tight end as well. Mm -hmm. I like him. He's a really good guy, or really good player. I don't know. Here are the fastest forty times for receivers. Okay. So Rugs ran a four two seven. These are all official. Quez Watkins ran a four three five. Where's he from? Doesn't say. Okay. Quez Watkins is from. From but Southern Mississippi. Okay. So that's why nobody. SMU. Yeah. So nobody. Or not, not, not SMU. No. So. That's Southern Methodist. We're fine. Right. We're fine. Backtrack. Uh, you ran a four three five. Denzel Mims ran a four three eight from Baylor. Yeah. Darnell Mooney ran a four three eight. Devin Duvernay ran a four three nine. CD kind of slipped with a four five flat. I think his athleticism and he has game speed and he's game very speed hard to tackle. Very, yeah, I was gonna say he's very elusive. So Great hands. I'm looking at this website right now, and they have they have Denzel Mims, Devin Duvernay. Um, those two guys stood out to me. I uh, love the the gauntlet drill that they run. They had them not going drafted. Really? But so th this is this is before the combine. Gauntlet drill yesterday. Uh huh. A couple people got hit in the back of the head. Dude, it's that's, a, it's that's a, one where they have you run on the straight line yeah. and look to the that's right. A, I catch. think it's the second year in a row where someone's got domed. There was one like two years ago where the guy was running, looked to the right, ball came from the left, hit him in the back of the head, got startled, turned around, thought the ball was coming from the left, coming from the right, gets hit in the back of the head again. It's it's tough. Uh, fair. He didn't get drafted. You got you got to pay attention. You ruined your opportunity, bud. You got to pay attention. It's tough out here. Um, I will say that the draft is coming up. Mm -hmm. I'm very excited. Today we got place kickers, special teams, offensive linemen, and running backs in the combine. So that's be, a lot of people. Yeah, that's a lot of people. Um, there's a few running backs I'm excited for. I think this running back class is deep. Mm -hmm. I'm excited for Dobbins. I like Keyshawn Vaughn out of Vanderbilt. I like Jonathan Taylor. Yeah, Jonathan Taylor. I just don't know why he's not overhyped. Here, not hyped. Not hyped at all. Yeah. I here's my prediction for Jonathan Taylor. Mm -hmm. He will go 
in the first round. First round. To the Chiefs. See, I see. I think see, because I don't think the Chiefs are going to want to re-sign Damian Williams for all that money because they have to pay, they have to pay Kelsey, they have to pay Mahomes, they have to pay. Uh, who else do they have? Tyreek. So you're going to stick with those three guys. So might might as well get a good rookie for the four years. Let him go. Get another rookie. Yeah, running backs are replaceable. Years. It's unfortunate, but it, there, there's and Jonathan Taylor is a great running back. There's a good. There's probably like five or ten running backs per draft. That. And then there's always a couple that slip through that yeah. are like sixth rounders that. Or like Philip Lindsay was undrafted and he's like a top or t- top running, running back, back in the league. Yeah. yeah. So I'm excited about the draft. I know Kane's excited. Yeah. Um, if you want to do a mock draft, there's a website. It's called like NFL Network Mock Draft or something. Let's see. I I had it on here. What is it called? You get to pick your team and do a mock draft for them. It's kind of cool. If you like the experience of being a GM, you can do like a four round, seven round one. It goes pretty fast. It doesn't. Probably took me like five minutes. Yeah, it like sims all the other picks. Yeah, so it just bases it off, um, like what team needs and like what players are projected to go at that time. It is the draftnetwork.com. Yeah, so that go there if you want to kind of simulate, kind of act like a GM for a day. It's fun. It is fun. It takes like five minutes. Yeah, it was. It didn't take me a long time at all. Took a lot. So of now Oklahoma. moving took on. Took a lot of Oklahoma guys. Of course you did. Mm-hmm. I'm not surprised at all. So now moving on to our final topic of the day, James Harden, mm-hmm. and. Giannis and Nakupo have kind of exchanged some verbal. They're beefing. Ver- verbal shots. So let me get tell you what started it. When they were doing the all-star draft, uh, Giannis took Kemba Walker over James Harden. Mm-hmm. And James Harden was, well, I mean, he's not there, but Giannis said, I want to take somebody who would pass the ball. Yeah, because, and Charles Barkley said, what, you're not going to take the dribbler? Yeah, so that kind of, like, encouraged it. And James Harden was the last pick in that draft, too. For the starters. Yeah, so that, I mean, that surprised me, but, like, I feel like LeBron kind of had the same mindset. Yeah, and Giannis didn't draft, like, great. The game he, was close for... It was. For it his, was really fun. His, for how, yeah, I talked about it last week when I was doing it by myself. I really liked the format at the end, the Elam ending. Mm-hmm. Just hit the target score, because it was really intense. Oh, they were they were complaining over calls. They were, they were almost like, fighting. Yeah, t- people were taking charges. Yeah. It was intense. I liked it. Kyle so, Lowry was taking charges, but then, yeah. like, a couple games ago, tried to crawl through George Hill's legs, but it's fine. It's fine. But I really liked that. But James James Harden was not a fan of that comment. So today it comes out that James Harden says it's that Giannis has an advantage because he's seven foot and obviously can dunk all the time. Yeah. He said James Harden, he said, like, talking about himself, that he has to have more skills. I agree with that. I think Giannis is just such a freak of nature, like, high lengthwise. A Greek freak. Yeah, a Greek freak. Like if he want if he wanted to, he could score on every possession. Yeah. But it just wouldn't look good for No, I agree. His team. I just think I do agree with James Harden that he's more skilled cuz he's a better ball handler, he's a better shooter. Better shooter, he can finish around the rim. He gets fouled a lot. Don't, there's a, there's a reason. That much. I, actually, his defense is improving. It's improving, but it's not he like he averages over one and a half steals per game. Yeah. So, and especially since they're playing a small small lineup, I feel like that's kind of forced him to have to step up his defensive game because you can't just let guys run past you and just hope that Clint Capella stops him because your center is P.J. Tucker. He's 6'5", yeah. 6'6". Like, you, you need all hands on deck on the defensive side of the ball. Watch the Rockets make, like, a crazy unexpected run and meet the Bucks in the finals. Oh, man, that would be intense. So whose side are you on, Giannis or James? I agree with James. I agree with James, too. Okay. I, I've just never been a big Giannis fan. I mean, he can't. He kind of reminds me of LeBron in a way, mm-hmm. that where he could just physically dominate people. Um, 
I just think that he needs once he develops a shot, like a more consistent shot, because he he can make a three on occasion. Yeah, he could probably hit two a game. He's kind of gotten to a point where like because teams were they used to be able to just play a two three zone against him or a three two zone, and just Give like him the Ben Simmons. Yeah, treatment. and like it really like tampered with the Bucks. But I now I think that now that he's improved his shot as much as he has, mm-hmm. that he's made he's more dangerous. Yeah, but yeah, so but yeah. Uh, also, I saw if the season ended today, the four versus five game in the West would be the Rockets and the Thunder. Okay, I like that. I like that too. I think CP for MVP. If not, CP MVP. No. Um, one matchup to, since we're talking about the playoffs, real quick. One matchup to look out for is actually the eighth seed of the West. Pelicans Lakers. The Pelic no the Pelicans Grizzlies. Pelicans they're, Grizzlies. They're both battling for that eighth. Oh, seed. battling for the eighth spot. Yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. They have three and a half games separating them. Do you think that? The Zion-led yes. Pelicans? Yes. Yeah? Yeah. That, yeah. That'd be crazy. That would be. Because and you know what? It also helped J.J. Redick. I mean, he's got to he's get... Never, he's never missed the playoffs in his illustrious career. Dude, something crazy about J.J. Redick. I just saw something, like, yesterday. I sent it to you on Instagram. When he was a rookie, the Magic, by their form of hazing, they taped him to a chair, <laughs> put him in a shower... And put the water on the coldest setting it could be for an hour. I feel like that's torture. Like that's like waterboarding him. Yeah, that's. I'd rather like you rip off my fingernails. Actually, no. I'd rather. No, I'd just, rather be in a cold. I just shower. rather not. Have you ever taken a cold shower though, like on a hot I'm day? Not a fan. I, I'll do it sometimes. So the Pelicans definitely have a. I think they have the edge. I think they have. So like their next game, they play the, today. They play the Cavaliers. <laughs> they play the Lakers again on Sunday. They just played them, like, what, three days ago? Four days ago? Tuesday, yeah. So they I, hate, played... I hate the NBA. Is that game going to be televised? Um, It doesn't say. I'm just looking at their schedule. It says they got the Cavs, Lakers, Timberwolves, who are kind of struggling. Mm-hmm. Mavericks, that would be a tough one. The Heat, tough. Timberwolves again. Then they got the Kings, Jazz, Clippers, tough stretch. Then they go Hawks, Spurs, Grizzlies. Yeah. And then Kings, Grizzlies again, Knicks. See, the thing is, so they could settle that number eight seed within the span of the next two weeks because I think if they're gonna beat the, I clicked on the game. Ah, I know. Ah, ah. So like they're gonna beat the Cavs. I think they'll lose to the Lakers. Okay. So that most likely you count the losses. I'm. They're gonna beat the Cavs, lose to the Lakers. Okay. So I have them at one win. They're gonna beat the Timberwolves. I think lose to the Mavericks, lose to the Heat, and then I think they beat the Timberwolves again. Okay. And they beat the Kings because the Kings are struggling. Kings are struggling. They have the Jazz. Jazz are struggling five. They're going to lose to the Clippers. Beat the Hawks. Hawks, that's six. Spurs, say they lose. Can't go on that long of a streak. Then they got the Grizzlies. If they win, I'm just going to say they win just for for gigs. Seven. Then they beat the Knicks. That's eight. Then the Magic, nine. Then they go to the the Hawks, ten. Wizards. So they can win 11 games. How many losses did you count? Five. Five. So they could go eleven and five easily in their next sixteen games, and the thing about the Grizzlies, their best player is Ja. Yeah, obviously, and after that, there's kind of a drop off. There is a big drop off. Dylan Brooks. Dylan Brooks. Um, we talked. We talked about him the other day. Yeah, we texted about him. So we saw Dylan Brooks play at his, Oregon and in Oregon his last season. I think it was. Mm-hmm. I think it was his last season. It was. I really liked him in college. To be honest, he was really good. He was really like, he kind of reminded me of Dwayne Wade, just in college. A better shooter though. Yeah. From th- from three. He was gritty. He was gritty. Like, he was definitely ball dominant. But that's such a good Oregon team. I liked. I liked watching them. Yeah, I liked watching them lose too. Oh my gosh, but yeah, <laughs> after 
Jaw, it goes to Jaron Jackson, who's kind of, he's hurt. Mm-hmm. Then it goes to Dylan. Then they got Jonas Valanciunas. Yeah. So, uh, see, I think the role players surrounding Zion are a lot better than the players surrounding Ja. I think the Pelicans are a playoff team. I wouldn't want to play either of these teams, though, like in the playoffs as a Lakers. Because I feel like as a Lakers, you kind of want to just blow a team out and get it over with. Mm-hmm. These teams are all really young. The West is just so tough. The West is tough. I think the East is tougher than people give it credit for. The Bucks have already Clenched. secured the playoffs. Fastest team ever to do it. Yeah. The, I, I mean, the Bucks are just a the regular season team. I'll say it. They haven't, they haven't shown anything. Whoa, whoa. They, they haven't shown anything in the playoffs. Yeah. So If the Sixers get a home court advantage somehow. Oh, yeah. If the Sixers can obtain a home court advantage. Because they, they don't win on the road. No. They're... They've won all of their games at home except for one or two. Yeah. And on the road, they're just a disaster. So it'll be – I think Miami's a good team to watch out for as you're wearing the Dwayne Wade I'm shirt. I'm wearing the Vice shirt, yeah. Yeah. Bam Adebayo's killing it, most improved. Yeah. Him I and Brandon Ingram. Brandon Ingram. Yeah, I think it could be either one of them, to be honest. I think Brandon Ingram – He's an all-star. He's all, So is Bam. So I think Bam. I think Bam – or Brandon's more improved than Bam because Brandon was starting to be considered a bust by some people. Yeah. I just think he needed a new opportunity. Playing with LeBron James isn't easy. I think that a lot of people don't realize that if you're not a certain type of player, that you, can't you, play with you LeBron. don't mesh with him. Like, he needs shooters. Mm-hmm. He needs guys that are going to defend. He needs Buddy Heald. He need, yeah, he needs a guy that doesn't need the ball. Like, LeBron wants to take the ball down the court. Like, he, LeBron with Kyle Korver? Killer. Yeah. LeBron with Ray Allen? Killer. That Heat team, just in general. Because, that Heat team. I mean, Grant, he could throw it to Chris Boss. Chris Boss kind of started the movement for the... the Stretch force? Yeah. And so that kind of helped that he could spread the floor. Because mm-hmm. D-Wade couldn't shoot threes no, consistently. Not really. He had Shane Battier, Mike Miller, um, Mario Chalmers. Uh, I said Shane. Uh, Ray Allen. Ray Allen. Ray Allen. Greatest three-point. Jesus Shuttlesworth himself. Jesus Shuttlesworth. So you just have to be a certain caliber player. I think Brandon Ingram can, can obtain the award. He's just got to continue playing. I think if the Pelicans make a... A run, they could definitely, they could challenge. Yeah. I don't think they'll make it past the first round, but they could challenge. They could, yeah. So we're gonna finish up with Are You Watching? Caden's got the games, kind of ready. I mean, there's, there's not much. Um, are you gonna be watching any spring training? Spring training. Um, spring training is not really on my TV. Like the, I just have basic cable. So, yeah. um, I have been seeing a lot of highlights of the Astros getting, uh, hit during their at bats, and I'm not. I'm not for like it. I'm not for violence, but I won't say I'm against it. In this case, yeah, it's it's not violence; it's it's discipline. It, yeah, baseball has a way of settling like settling disagreements itself. Yeah. So. Uh, are you watching any of the XFL games that are on? Like, if if you see the XFL is on, are you gonna watch it? So I'm I have been watching the XFL. I've kind of been a fan. I, I like I've 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 teetered. You've teetered? I've teetered on it. Like, if it's on, maybe I'll watch it. I won't watch a whole game. By the way, we, uh, Kevin and I looked at the uh, prices and, like, jerseys and stuff. Ridiculous. A football? Like, to buy a Team XFL football. Yeah. It's $125. I mean, you just got to bring a box of Girl Scout cookies and you get one for free. Yeah, that girl's, like, crushing it. But $125 for a football? Yeah. I can go to Big Five and get one right now for 20 Yeah. I mean... And it, to, oh, and it's not going to have the Dallas Renegades logo on it. Yeah, Shoot I think me. if I had to pick an XFL team to be a fan of, I'm you're, a fan you're of... Guardians, huh? No, I'm a fan of P.J. Yeah. Walker and the, the Houston Red... Rough, not Red The, rough, the rough Houston Rednecks. The Roughnecks. I really like P.J. Walker, the quarterback. Um, I think he's killing it. 
Yeah. I, I think he's the best player in the league right now. I, I would agree. I, I, I don't think you have much competition, but I'd agree. It's true. I mean, I think that he'll get shot at the NFL. I really do. It, it you, think be, it's, you think it's going to end up turning into like a feeder league? Oh, I definitely. Well, because there's a guy, I don't know what team he's on. Don't know. I don't remember his name. But he, <laughs> he left West Virginia Okay. to because his family was in a str- uh, financial um, hardship kind of period. Mm-hmm. And so he went to the XFL to get money, and he's killing it. The thing that's interesting about the XFL, though, is you get you get paid based off wins. So if your team's not doing good, you don't get paid. Yeah. So I'll watch. I like to watch PJ Walker and the Roughnecks. Um, I like to watch the Dragons a little bit. The team that was rough to watch was the Vipers with Aaron Murray at quarterback. See, it all just kind of sounds like little kid peewee football team names to me. We're the Dragons. Yeah, I mean that was a poor choice, but like. <laughs> I don't know. We're the Renegades, which was our Jordan Ta- travel league baseball team. Yeah. Jordan Tamu is really good for mm-hmm. the St. Louis Battlehawks. Yeah. So, I mean, there's good there's good football. I like the rules a lot. Mm-hmm. Like the kick returns. Definitely more exciting to see people actually returning kicks. Um, I like the the conversions after. Um, I, definitely, I do like that. I, I do like that. It values um, kickers almost in a way because – if your kicker doesn't kick it past the 20-yard line on a kickoff, mm-hmm. the offensive team automatically goes to the other team's 40. Yeah. So, And they have a double forward pass, which I haven't seen one yet. But uh, Yeah. P- people need to need to start doing that. Give uh, the fans what they want to see. I was watching the... Are you, are you a fan of the the, uh, the interviews? Like right after, like you throw an interception, all of a sudden you got oh, yeah. a microphone in your face? Oh, yeah. I love that. Uh, yeah, it's kind of funny. Uh, I was watching the Pat McAfee thing, and he had a guest on... And the guy was saying, I realized what they're doing wrong in the XFL. They're playing to win. They're like, they just need to play to give the fans what they want to see. That's why it's not succeeding as much as people thought. I mean, I mean, because if you're playing to win with that talent, he's right. You're going to have 13 to 6 scores. It's gonna be yeah, a I, I understand where he's coming from, but the XFL hasn't really, like, I think it's doing better than people, people realize the XFL on average, has had 81,000 people for its four games weekend, like a weekend. It's definitely better than it's the, like, it's half. the half. Yeah, it's 20,000 fans per game. And then they're getting like a million viewers, a couple million viewers per game as well. Yeah. Or total, I, guess, I would say. Let's see. What's today's date? The 28th? Yeah. Okay. All right. Next, are you watching? Um, we're going to head over to the world of college hoops. 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 Uh, no good games on today. Who's on today? Um, Dayton versus Davidson. I like I like a o- lot of Ivy League games. I like today. Obi Toppin from Dayton. Yeah, he's a beast. That that is the only ranked team that'll play today. Okay, that's why I'm saying there's there's not much to go off of. Okay. Uh, tomorrow. Kansas, Kansas State, Baylor, TCU. Okay. Uh, Seton Hall, Marquette could have the makings to be a good game. I'll watch that game. So I like. Both their point guards, like Miles Powell from Seton Hall mm-hmm. and then Marcus Howard from Marquette. They're both really good. I think it'll be a great battle. Uh, 1245 on CBS. Okay. Auburn at Kentucky. That's yeah, going to be a good I'll game. I'll watch that game. I like Auburn a lot. Like Auburn's one of my picks to go far this year. Isaac Okoro is really good. I like, I don't know. I'm kind of, I got hopes for this Kentucky team. Uh huh. I just don't know if they could, they could pull through. They have a lot of inconsistency, inconsistency issues. Yeah. Um, Michigan State, Maryland. Maryland's That's really another top twenty-five. Maryland's really good this year. Michigan State's kind of disappointed. Yeah, the Big Ten's really good. 
Oh, yeah. They, cause the I Big think Ten and the SEC, I think, are the two the Big team, top conferences. Big Ten, even though, contrary to its name, has like 16 teams in it. Yeah. I think 14, or at least 12, will make it. Yeah, I could see that. Because they, they're really deep. They're a really deep conference. Yeah. So, I mean... Let me let me read you their their records real quick. Like you got the which the leader. That's not what I wanted. I want the American East. So Big Ten right here. Here we go. Mm-hmm. Maryland is in first place. They're twenty three and five overall. Penn State, Illinois, Michigan State, Wisconsin, Iowa. And these are all ranked top twenty five teams, right? Um, for the most part, yeah. Ohio State is on the border. Michigan is on the so. Michigan, Rutgers, Indiana. Indiana's the the last team that I think will get in because then it goes Purdue, who's 15 and 14. Minnesota's 13 and 14. Nebraska's 7 and 21. And then Northwestern is 6 and 21. Two, three, four. I'm counting. Five. They have six teams in the top 25 right now. Yeah, so it's probably Maryland, Penn State, Illinois, Michigan State. Michigan State's 24th, and that's the end. So I, I do think that. I think the only team, like Indiana and Rutgers, are eighteen and ten and eighteen and eleven, mm-hmm. and then oh Michigan's eighteen and ten as well. I think those teams are like could be considered borderline, but they'll all make it. So that's that's one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten. Wait, did I count that right? One, two, three, four, five, six. That's hard. It's seven, okay. Eight, yeah, ten teams. So they have ten teams make it. They, they Big ten. They get ten teams. Yeah, the four teams that don't make it, get them out. Yep, exactly. Um, let's see. We'll do a couple more. I'm only trying to find the good ones. Wednesday, Villanova at Seton Hall, twelve versus thirteen. Okay, I think Seton Hall wins that game. I'll watch it though. Um, let's see what else is going on. It sounds like there's a bomb about to go off with my microphone. Okay, well let's hope that it doesn't. Let's hope it doesn't. Um, you know what? While I'm looking for something, tell me about. Your thoughts on the Duke team? Your your Duke. So I'm a big Duke, Duke guy. Um, the Duke team this year, I do think will will probably make it to the Sweet 16 at best. See, I think they could go further just because there's no team that everybody's like they're gonna win it all. But they're really inconsistent. It's they, true. It's true. Um, they've struck. They've lost at home twice this year. If they get hot though. If they get hot, their only problem is like they were. They rely heavily on Vernon Carey and Trey mm-hmm. Jones. Trey Jones has definitely improved his shooting, but I don't know if he can um, keep it. Like, they just lose games that they shouldn't lose. Yeah, they just lost. They just dropped one to, who was it, UNLV? They, not UNLV. No. They lost to um, Wake Forest in yeah. a double overtime. Mm-hmm. And then they That lost, was a good game. I watched that. They lost to NC State. That's who I meant, NC State. They've lost to Louisville and Clemson. They lost Louisville twice already. So hopefully they don't see Louisville or – just kidding. They've only played once. Just kidding. So, they beat Kansas in the their second game of the se- third game of the season. Mm-hmm. That was their first big test, though. Um. So honestly, this Duke team will probably go to the Sweet Sixteen at best. I would say their floor, first round exit. Well, yeah. no, that's everybody's floor. That, that okay, gets but into like the realistically, you expect Duke to make it past the first round every year. I do think that they're except for when they lost to Mercer. Yeah, they're a team that could definitely get caught sleeping. I'm not gonna lie. When I read that when that came out, I thought it said Merced. Oh, you thought which is like a a town that's what thirty minutes away from us. Yeah, little town. I was like, oh my god. You're like, 
Merced? What? You're like, Merced went from, <laughs> from D2 to D1 just Rick, to be... Ricky? Basically. Uh, and then I'll give you the last one. Okay. It suits us well. On Tuesday the 3rd, Texas and Oklahoma, prime time, 6 o'clock ESPN2, in Norman, at the Lloyd Noble. Actually, I'm going to peep that game just because Texas's coach, Shaka Smart, is on the hot seat, mm-hmm. right? Well, Texas has accidentally been winning games lately. <laughs> They've had Pete... The last game, they only had, I think, or not only, they had four players injured. Okay. And so, and Shaka Smart's been very disappointing in his time at Texas. People just thought, people kind of thought, we thought Texas was going to be a contender for the championship, to be honest. We thought we'd we'd see a big boost in recruiting, a big boost in just play overall. And, like, there's, like, been random streaks where we go on win, like, win streaks, and then we're losing. Like, there was a span where we lost to Kansas. Lost to Texas Tech, lost to Baylor, lost to Iowa State, and then we go ahead and beat TCU, Kansas State, a ranked West Virginia. Mm-hmm. So they're all over the board. If they could kind of stay consistent and win out, or like at least win majority of their games, because they're seventeen and eleven right now. Okay. They're seven and eight in conference. Is that kid who had cancer still on the team? Yeah, he's doing really good. Yeah. He, I mean, he's not their. I won't say he's the best player, but he's he's up there. He's a he's a good role player. But yeah, Texas could definitely. They could definitely accidentally end up in the tournament. Yeah. Oklahoma's got some good guys, too. And your favorite guy, Brady Manick, only a junior. The guy's been in college longer than I've been alive, it feels like. Yeah. There, there's always those people who it seems like... They should they should be graduated. Grayson Allen was one of those people for me. Yeah. Just tripping everybody. You know what happens, though? A lot of times we don't want like those people like Grayson Allen to, to disappear, because then we might never see him again. And, to be honest, haven't really. Yeah. I mean, he's... He's somewhere out there. He's somewhere. So. And I'll take Oklahoma in that game, by the way. I'll take Texas just to spice it up. <laughs> um, so thanks for listening, guys. I'm Kevin Borba. He's Caden Jarvis. We'll have a, a video episode next week. I know we keep saying that, but next week, this week the camera didn't have a battery. Someone was stealing stuff. Yeah, stuff was missing. So I don't know what happened with that. We might have to start an investigation. We might have to. We might have to get forensics on it. Uh, I'm down. So. I brought my fingerprint. This print. is the wind call. You can follow me, Kevin underscore Borba. Same thing on Twitter. We have the win column on Instagram and Twitter as well. Give us a follow. Give us a shout out. Give us a a comment about what you think. Thanks for listening. Tell us we're idiots. Tell us we're smart. I don't care. We welcome anything. I'm smart. I I think I'm the idiot. Yeah. All right. Thanks for listening. Bye, guys.